So welcome to the first episode of our show called The Bright Side. I am Dr. Joel Hunter, and with me <laughs> is Dr. Joel Hunter. <laughs> There's two of us, and that's not a coincidence. This we is, did this so you could remember. Yeah. Long ago, we planned. Someday <laughs> on 102.5, we will have a show, and it's going to be convenient to have the same name. Uh, and that is this show. So uh, what is The Bright Side? You may be wondering, uh, and we kind of are too. This is the very first episode <laughs> of it. Uh, but basically, uh, we had this opportunity to have uh, a radio show, and uh, specifically, I was going to have one, and I realized that uh, although I find many things interesting, uh, I'm, I'm not personally very interesting, and so I needed somebody <laughs> who's interesting. He's lying. This is Dr. Joel. The one that's talked to is Dr. Joel, the surgeon. And so he's very bright, but he keeps saying, all I know is one square into your body because I'm an eye surgeon. That's true. Yeah. And so, and that is, so but he knows true. about so many more things. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And my dad, the other Dr. Joel, he's, uh, if you've ever seen those, uh, those uh, most interesting man in the world commercials, <laughs> he's uh, a horse trainer. He's had a lot of, a lot of jobs. Uh, but no, uh, my, my dad, I asked him if he would be on this with me mostly so I could just uh, hear him and, and what he thinks about the topics of the day and hear him talk to people who also know a lot uh, about other things that aren't just eyes. Um, the so, real reason he asked me on is because he's trying to get me on tape before I go senile, which is very short. You know, the, the, this, the, it's coming up on us. This will be valuable, valuable <laughs> tape someday. So uh, basically, I am, uh, uh, like, like Pop said, oh, also you should know that. That's what I end up calling uh, my dad Pop a lot. I don't know when that started. I'm not sure either. Yeah. Um, that's a story for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do some research. <laughs> we'll check the archives and get back to you. Um, so uh, I am uh, uh, I'm, I'm uh, an eye surgeon. Uh, I, I am a doctor that does uh, LASIK surgery and cataract surgery, and uh, that's, that stuff's called refractive surgery. And that's pretty much my whole career uh, is just getting people out of glasses uh, and so for those who are really interested in that subject specifically, this show will be a goldmine <laughs> of information. Probably the number one show on the radio about <laughs> LASIK eye surgery, number one in our slot. Um, but I figured that that would you know, only cover probably 12, 18 weeks of topics. And so the rest of it uh, would be on other stuff. And so, uh, Pop, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, just kind of the last... 20 years or so, uh, so that people can know uh, what you have to say. Well, let me go back a little bit further than that. I was born, no, I'm kidding, I'm, kidding, I'm not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have spent um, 47 years uh, in pastoral ministry. Um, I came in to that role out of the civil rights movement. I was part of the original civil rights movement. And, um, and it was always bit in my heart to make sure that those who weren't being included started being included. And so I've always had a, a heart for the vulnerable. And so throughout, you know, the ministry that I've had, um, that's been the emphasis of my church leadership. But <clears throat> a little while ago, I started, it started dawning on me that it's awful easy to get stuck in a slot where you do institutional mm. church and you don't help as many people as you could. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just for this last uh, leg of the journey, I just wanted to get out of it and um, help as many people as I could. So I'm working as the chairman of the Central Florida Commission on Homelessness 
um, and with some other organizations that really help people who are just on the margins of society. That's cool. So uh, about the civil rights movement stuff, was that was that original calling into ministry that you had? Because uh, as your son, I know the story that, you know, in college, it was it was the death of Martin Luther King it Jr. Was. that really had a big impact yeah. on you. Um, was was that was that pull towards uh, civil rights and helping those who are you know vulnerable and don't really have a voice? Um, I, I know because you're from uh, a white town in Ohio. Man, it was so uh, white. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what? we did not have one brown person in our town. And as I look back at the history, there was a, a swath of cities that had laws mm. against really, um, yeah, against people of other races. Um, spending time there. Um, and Shelby, Ohio was, was, I believe, one of those. But the greatest divide in, in the town I was growing up, you know, it was a small town. It was like 8,000 people. <clears throat> but um, so there, there, was, there were no, there, there was one Jew um, who was my Latin teacher, and, <laughs> and she was undercover. Nobody knew she was Jewish. Uh, sweet, sweet uh, lady. Um, but no brown people, no black people. Um, the greatest divide was between Protestants and Catholics back mm. then, <clears throat> and um, and I came from a family of both. Um, but my mom, your grandmother, had this great place in her heart for people who had who were different. Mm. She loved differences, and I got that from her. And so immediately when I went to college out of that completely white town, I got involved in the civil rights movement. It was my form of rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, there, were, there were more differences out there. Um, and so then uh, you, you spent, uh, how many years were you in uh, ministry, like as an actual minister? Um, 47 years. Um, I started out um, just um, in seminary doing pastoral work. And then um, for the next 47 years until like four months ago, mm -hmm. um, I spent my whole life in pastoral ministry. Gotcha. And uh, and until the, the most recent church you're at, it's uh, uh, North North Side, North... <laughs> it's escaping me. Hold on, I'm, I'm checking the notes here. Northland. <laughs> Northland Church. So that's where you were for... How, how long were you there? I was there for 32 years. Um, we went from this great little group of people, just wounded, walking wounded, uh, in an old rat-infested roller skating rink. Um, and at the last big count that we did of uh, people who were really active, we had about 20,000 people. Okay, gotcha. You know, that's some of my earliest memories was the rat-infested roller skating rink. You know, when you're five... That is a great place oh, to. Oh, it was it you was guys. A the first the first week we were there, you, they they took you into this Sunday school room. There's you know you three boys and you came out. You were so excited because you saw a rat <laughs> go across the rafter, and you thought that was cool singing the whole world. Yeah. And boy, this is going to be our church. This is awesome. It wasn't until I was an adult I didn't realize that was planned. I thought that was part of the lesson to make it more memorable. Yeah, uh, and so. So then, that's been for the last thirty-two years, and now you've uh, and now you've uh, come out and in, into into the community, basically, to kind of get outside the walls and 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 meet people where they are. Yeah, I I, I just think that you know when I first got down here, you were four years old when we first got here, and there was such a cultural difference between the Midwest and the South because in the South they talked way more openly about their faith, 
Um, the problem was um, you can talk more openly, but talk is all you tend to do. Mm. Um, you, you, you tend to think if you talk about something enough, then you're really getting into it when really um, the church needs to actually apply what it's talking about. Um, the whole loving your neighbor thing isn't about getting somebody to agree. Hmm. It's uh, it's about actually serving them. So that's where the the institutional church a lot of times comes up short. I read this thing the other day about the thing about um, Bible thumping is that the Bible's always closed. Uh, and I thought that, that was I thought that was really clever. <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, that's that's true, and that's kind of uh, what you know you you raised me to. Uh, to try to do, and eventually I will. I'm going to start. Uh, to You're be, doing a lot now. To, you to be you, you got such a great ministry, and your in your your surgery center, Joel, helps so many people. It literally helps the blind see, literally. And you are so good with your patients. I mean, you're so caring, and I've watched you. Not only are you meticulous in the job that you do, but you are concerned about people. You really want them to feel the freedom of being able to see. You care about their their hearts. That's very that's really nice. You know, I feel like that's a good note to end this first segment on. I would just Absolutely. so people have time to really ponder that over the <laughs> over this commercial break here. So we'll be back in just a little bit. So welcome back to the bright side. That's the name of our show. I'm saying that to remind you and myself, uh, because it's been the name of the show for, for about 11 minutes now. Uh, so uh, this, uh, this first uh, segment there, we were talking about uh, kind of who I am, uh, um, Joel Hunter, and I'm an eye surgeon, and, uh, and who uh, the man to my left is, uh, Dr. Joel Hunter, who is a, a surgeon of hearts, if you will, <laughs> is what we've, what we've heard just around, been deemed... <laughs> so talking about uh, Pop and what what he's what he's done with his ministry and career, um, and so uh, the thing that I wanted to to get your general overview on your thoughts on. So now that you are you know kind of officially uh, outside the church walls and out into the community and and trying to help those who need help, uh, uh, what what has taken up the majority of your of your time? What what have you been doing? Two things. Um, first, I have tried to organize. We have tried to organize. I always work with a team. That's one of the things I learned in high school. You can't do anything without a team. And so um, we are organizing a community conversation. Right now it's being held every Monday night uh, from 6.30 to 8 at the Orlando Repertory Theater where we tackle some of the big issues uh, of our time some of the more controversial issues, we'll be talking about those in the future, uh, that you can't really talk about in institutions without becoming very divided or very mm-hmm. polarized and all that kind of stuff. But if, if you're acting as a community, you really need to talk about these things. And so we're going to be talking about those as a community, but also um, how you respond to those. So that it's not just talk, it's actual practical solutions. The other thing I'm doing is the Community Resource Network, and that is a network of both people of faith and people of goodwill that are ready to um, volunteer or give resources 
to help out those on the margins, especially the homeless, that government just can't help out. Mm. And that's the majority of people, especially the majority of families in Central Florida. So if somebody's here in Community Resource Network for the first time, um, can you describe, and this will help me too, uh, uh, is it is it a a building someone walks into to donate cans? Is it a website somebody visits? What What's the best way to kind of describe how Community Resource Network works and how it networks people together? Boy, that's a really great question. Um, it's you. not. It's not <laughs> you're so bright. <laughs> that's why this show should be called the Bright Side because <laughs> you're to my side and you're very bright. Okay, um, it's not a building because any any time you have a building, there there are very helpful buildings around. Churches are in buildings. Um, banks, banks, banks are in buildings. McDonald's, <laughs> just <laughs> very helpful, <laughs> very helpful. And a lot of provider agencies, um, some of the major ones in town. Um, have headquarters and, you know, the Salvation Armies and the Orlando Outreach Rescue Missions and others. But you can't really solve a broad spe- uh, a broad spread problem. I'm not sure if that's even a word. <clears throat> that's one of the reasons you can't solve it because you can't name it right. <laughs> but it's got to be accessible to everybody in the community. So therefore, this will be a database that is accessible to everyone that will coordinate those who want to help with those who need help, those resources we have and those needs we have. We're building it right now the same this, out of the same company that's building one for Osceola County and Orange County. Um, um, and so bottom line is this. If you are a person who wants to help, in the very near future, you'll be able to help in a very specific and personal way. That's the one, the one other thing that's, that's important here. These aren't, the needs that we have in our community aren't just resource-based. They're, they're relationship-based. Mm. Poverty is terribly isolating. Um, you can only ask people for money for so long before they, you're just ostracized or you self-isolate because you have been shamed mm-hmm. by your own poverty. Um, and so the big need is to belong to a supportive community, and that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. I think I think it was you that I heard say that people that end up uh, homeless or, or in poverty, you know, the, the resource that they run out of that, that is the final straw is positive relationships. And, that's right. And, and, so, and so supplying that back. So for somebody that's listening to this who uh, they – it's not that they are looking to a place to donate – cans of food or something like that, but they work in some sort of uh, skilled labor like IT or a medical profession or they're, you know, maybe a paralegal or something like that. Um, Those resources in general, is it something where they would want to find where they should find the website, which is, what is the website? Community Resource Network dot dot com dot org. We should know this. We're, we're, hold on, I'm 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 checking the the records here. We're looking into the. I have it on. I have it on my card. <laughs> uh, yeah, communityresourcenetwork.com. Yeah. There it is. It's kind of like not knowing your own cell phone number, though. Because honestly, how often okay, do you call? Thank your, you, Joel. How often do you thanks call the, yourself? Thanks for the rescue. Uh, yeah, you can and you can email us at uh, uh, info at a community conversation.com. All right. So to recap, a community conversation is a community conversation. That's what happens at the Orlando rep on Monday nights. Right. That's people coming and talking about 
uh, tough topics, real That's issues, right. which right. I keep trying to get you to change the tagline to. <laughs> Tough topics, real issues, uh, but that's the community conversation. It's a it's a meeting and 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 going through. Here's here's a here's an issue that is tough to uh, talk about. Uh, here's the general uh, uh, background on it, and here's what we can do as a community to help. Uh, things like sexual harassment, homelessness, you know, just general topics. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then that's a, a community conversation. Correct. And so if somebody wants to email uh, info at a, a community, community conversation. conversation. Dot com. Com. Mm-hmm. We worked a long time to say that. <laughs> We're going to put time. a tune to that and sing a duet. We have a metronome in our ears uh, in these <laughs> monitors, a click track. Uh, and so that's info at a community conversation.com to, to uh, get more, well, info. That's, that's why we chose that name. And, uh, and then if you uh, are curious about the community resource network, uh, that's community resource network.com. Uh, and that's, uh, the place to log in. Now, all of that was a, a question that I began with. That was a long parenthetical. Uh, so if somebody is in some sort of skilled labor or, or in general, they have a, a t- they play the harmonica. Amazing. <laughs> and they're, they're looking to put mouth harp skills to use. And so is, is that something where they would log on to the website and just say, this is what I can do. How can I be plugged in? Yes. Eventually we, we haven't got a built yet. It'll, it'll take a few more months but here's what we're, here's what we we know. Um, everybody's got something they can contribute. A lot of people have labor skills that they can contribute. Um, there are plumbers who say, "I could give three hours a week on this day in this section of town." Um, or people with a truck, you know, I could help somebody move. Um, or uh, people who are handymen, or, or or attorneys, or dentists, or doctors, or you know, everybody has something that they can contribute. Childcare, if 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 you're vetted um, and um, and checked out, because people need those kinds of support. We just helped out a family that literally had to move out of their house because they had a sewage backup. Hmm. The landlord wouldn't take care of it, and so became homeless for lack of a plumber. Wow! And so and so we can solve those problems. We hmm. can prevent homelessness just from the activity and the good hearts of our community. I think that's been one of the things that's been eye-opening for me uh, going to these, you know, community conversations is when you, the, the mental picture that I had and that I assume most people have, because I just assume everyone thinks exactly like I do, uh, <laughs> the mental picture people have of that is so different than what it actually looks like. And there, there are you know, cases where people are, you know, asleep in a doorway and, and it's, it's kind of what you picture. Um, but there are so many, I think you said 80% of our homeless families exactly. uh, and, With uh, kids. and, and it's things like that. There's just, it's one, people are one major problem away from some sort of financial catastrophe. And then you end up with problems that could have been fixed by someone who had a way yeah. to help. So yeah. that's great. Well, that uh, takes us to the end of, uh, end of our time talking about this. Uh, if you want to stick around, we'll be back in just a second. Welcome back to uh, our show. I'm Dr. Joel Hunter, and with me is Dr. Joel Hunter. And uh, we are the Doctors Joel Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) So this show is uh, The Bright Side, and uh, we just got done talking about the general idea of this show. This is, if you're just listening, the flagship 
this is the first episode. This will be in as, the archives. As, as if you couldn't someday. tell it by by the the polish the mistakes the, that were the, the polish makes it. You might think this is our hundredth show, and no, no, it's not. <laughs> a very first one. So you can only imagine the level of professionalism <laughs> that we will bring as time goes on. So what we were talking about is the, the idea behind the show, uh, the name, The Bright Side, which was thought up in the brilliant creative mind of my mother and doc, the other Dr. Joel Hunter's <laughs> wife, Becky Hunter. I just call her my mom, though. Uh, she, uh, she came up with... Uh, the bright side. It was one of, I think, 119 names. Uh, and <laughs> she loves to name stuff. She really does. When she was in college, she made up bibliographies just out of the pleasure <laughs> of making up bibliographies. That is, that is very. That's a believable she's a little, story. She's a little odd. Uh, so, but very smart. Very smart. Yes. Well, most most really smart people are. I mean, you've this seen that, true. that Einstein photo where he sticks his tongue out. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's when you know. So yep. the uh, anyway, the bright side, the name of it is uh, it's because uh, this we're trying to just generally uh, talk about things that uh, might not often get talked about in a setting where you're trying to solve problems. There there are problems that they don't get talked about very much because they are hard to talk about. And or when they do get talked about. Everybody just talks about the problem, and they get all depressed, it's, and they feels overwhelming. Almost like it's the dark side. Of it's it. the dark side. It's not the bright side. It's the dark side. So we thought, what if we went with the other thing and talked about how you can make things better? And uh, and there are so many different uh, versions of of uh, these complicated issues that uh, there are different stances and different opinions, but where there is a lot of overlap of what people want to do. To help, uh, there are topics that are controversial, but only on the fringes, uh, because most people agree. Most people agree, homelessness going away and everyone having a way to provide for their family would be a good thing. Well, and and I think part of the part of the um, the I'm trying to think of the German word that uh, the spirit, Zeitgeist. Yes, yeah, Zeitgeist. That's right? it. That's really? it. Wow, you are a genius. Right, Zeitgeist. The, the, the Zeitgeist, the spirit of the times. <laughs> is absolute acrimony and polarization and politicization of every issue. Yes. And you feel like you've got to take a side and fight about it. And that doesn't make anything better. And so why not say, look, there are a lot of different perspectives. There's probably truth in all of those perspectives. Let's cobble together enough truth that we can actually do something about it. Yeah, and I think there's. I think it. It feels to me just uh, amongst uh, the people that I know. I don't have any friends, but the patients I talk to, uh, there's a there's a general. There's a. There's I like you, Joel. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, there's a general uh, pendulum uh, swing. Uh, there's there's just you know it swings one way and then uh, and goes too far and comes back the other way. And I and I feel like. There's there's a, a a general fatigue with the with the culture of of outrage and uh, and and uh, polarization and, and painting the other side uh, you know oh, I totally in agree. the worst way you can I totally agree uh, and so I, I hopefully the that that era is 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 we're moving past that um, and I would just like to predict right now this show <laughs> will we'll probably do it this. Will be the watershed. When moment. they look back, they'll be like, "When did it really start?" And they'll say, "On that bright side show." <laughs> That's right. Uh, when they when they gave out their website name uh, and couldn't really remember all of it, <laughs> people knew they had something special. That's um, right. Just to circle back on that, uh, I, I was told by uh, 
well, my mom, I was going to say producer, but it's my mom. Uh, <laughs> she's, she wanted me to point out that, uh, we, we don't have to act fancy here. Um, she wanted me to point out that if you're, if you're looking for a way to contribute, if you said, Hey, I have a, I have a skill, uh, you know, probably not the harmonica thing, but something that would be, um, different. Uh, the best thing to do is, is to not, uh, go necessarily to the community resource network.com website, uh, because the full functionality of that is something that's coming over the next couple of months here, but emailing info at a community conversation.com is great because, uh, that will, that will go directly to a person that can help you, uh, plug in and figure out how to help. So what we wanted to go over for this, this next segment here uh, now that we've recapped for a long time, uh, is, uh, some of the other stuff that, um, you know, I was going to originally say that you've, you know, uh, grown an interest in, but this is stuff that, you know, I've, I've known you, known you a long time. Uh, and this is all stuff that you've been interested in. Uh, and you've, you've always, uh, it's, it's fun to watch your mind work and the stuff that you, uh, take interest in because there's, there's rarely one topic that can gather all of your attention all the time, uh, you know, and, and you're not going to pay attention to other things. There's a lot of other stuff that you've uh, kind of looked into and, uh, and been a voice in. And uh, I, wanted, I wanted to just kind of get the general lay of the land, stuff we might talk sure. about. Well, I, I am encyclopedic in my curiosity, and so are you. I mean, you're a Renaissance man, Joel, and you, you love to... Thank you. <laughs> you love to paint. <laughs> that is also, Rubenesque. Also true. Rubenesque. <laughs> I have been described as Rubenesque. No. And I looked it up and I was offended. <laughs> no, you, uh, you, you have this broad interest and knowledge. And so, <clears throat> but once you get, once you're working with a marginalized uh, folks of, um, society, you realize there are so many interconnected issues. And so we'll be talking um, from everything from racism. And I got to tell you, as part of the original civil rights movement, I'm going, are we still talking about racism? And the answer is, oh, so much, mm -hmm. because it's so systemic. Um, but we'll, we're going to be talking um, when it comes to general issues uh, like homelessness, we'll be talking about um, other kinds of intersecting issues, um, such as if you um, are in a marginalized portion of society, um, it's pretty certain you're going to be exploited. We'll be talking about sex trafficking. Uh, we'll be talking about the o opioid crisis, which um, you as a medical doctor will be so valuable in helping us understand. Um, the same thing with uh, medical marijuana. Um, and we're going to be talking about uh, issues of immigration. Um, uh, we'll be talking about issues of, of the recent evacuees in Central Florida mm. um, and what they're facing. Um, we're going to be talking about issues of incarceration and how, um, how to reintegrate those who are coming out of prison into full citizenship. And so... All of those issues, again, very complex, but there are practical solutions that everybody can have a hand in. And that's what, that's what excites me. You know what's fascinating about that is that uh, when, you're, when you're reading through a list of, you know, just the general topics of stuff that, that affects, uh, you know, those that are, that are marginalized and, and, uh, and, and need help, the people that, that can use resources that the community can, uh, can come up with, 
how interconnected everything is, you know, the, I mean, from the, from opioids to, you know, sexual abuse and sex trafficking to, uh, the, the kind of revolving door incarceration, uh, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, how, how have you dealt with this looking at what looks like a giant pile of depressing spaghetti yeah. and, and, you know, how do you pull at a thread and how, what's, what's the best way to unravel this yeah. Gordian knot? What do you do? One person at a time, one family at a time, you know, the, the great opening line, I think it's an Anna Karenina where, um, Tolstoy says, um, was it Tolstoy or Dostoevsky? Did Tolstoy. Anna, Tolstoy. Yeah. He said, um, all happy families are alike, but every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way. Mm. And so the only way you approach this is you get to know a family or get to know a person and what they're going through because their problems are different than anybody else. And that gives you the relational investment in them that that you want to help. Mm. And so that's that's how you approach it. You don't approach it on issues. You, you approach it on the basis of, I care about this person. Mm. So that's uh, it for our time with this uh, segment here. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit here uh, to quote uh, Dostoevsky in this case. Uh, uh, over this break, enjoy a potato. <laughs> well, welcome back to The Bright Side. I am Dr. Joel Hunter. I am Dr. Joel Hunter. And we are The Bright Side. <laughs> Now, that's just the name of the show. If you're just tuning in, uh, this is our very first episode of The Bright Side, and we've spent uh, the majority of our hour here going over uh, the general topics and, and about talking about uh, things that generally uh, most of the dark side and the, and the polarization of our culture, uh, it, there's, there's subjects that, that are no fun to talk about. Uh, but but we're gonna make them fun. We're gonna make them fun. It's it's our mission. It is to make these bright, bright. Yeah, to find the bright side. And so I've said the name several times now, more than necessary. Moving on to our last uh, thing that we were gonna cover each week. Uh, at the end of the episode, we're gonna go over um, five things that we learned from our guest. But it's just us this week because we thought we should probably just talk a little bit about who we are at the beginnings. So uh, instead, uh, we're going to do uh, the the most interesting thing uh, of the week, something that something that caught our eye uh, one way or the other. And uh, because Pop has a keener eye for that, he's a keener observer of human <laughs> nature. Uh, I wanted to uh, hand it off to him. And uh, wh- what was the most interesting thing uh, to you this week uh, that you just kind of saw? Well, let me go first because it's it. It's so fresh. Um, I was watching, of course, the Super Bowl. I'm an old football guy. Um, played a long time without a helmet, um, but uh, but it's it's fascinating to me. Not only how entertaining this this particular Super Bowl was. I mean, the whole thing from the game to the you know the halftime show. It was it was just Spectacle. awesome. Oh my goodness, what? But. What was really fascinating to me was that almost every commercial was attempting to attach a product to a noble cause. Hmm. I mean, the beer companies were talking about how much uh, water they give away, you know, mm-hmm. and and the insurance companies were saying um, 
you know, don't forget about me. And, and you know, a, 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 a thing that says, let's care for one another. Um, and there were so many of these products that were trying for the moral responsive cord in people. And I, and I love that because um, I do believe that basically people do want to help. Yeah. And if they feel like they can both um, buy something they want and they can benefit others at that, well, that's why Hunter Vision is doing this program. You know, you guys have a fantastic um, medical practice, but you want to do something for the community. And so you sponsor this program mm. because because it's not just about business. It's not just about money. It's not even about expertise and making individuals' lives better. It's about making a better community and a better country. So I love that. Yeah, that's that's true. And there is there's that certain there's that certain uh, believability to the idea that you you can have everything that you want uh and and still uh there's there's going to be something that that will not bring fulfillment jim carrey of all people uh, uh famous from ace ventura pet detective and then a million other movies uh but of all the places to get wisdom because he's a smart smart guy uh i've just seen in interviews uh with him not personally it'll be on the bright side next week <laughs> awesome uh, or if not i'm going to teach my friend sean romano to I'm going to have him do the best impersonation that he can. Uh, but anyway, Jim Carrey, of all people, said, I, w- I wish that everyone could be completely rich and famous uh, to, as much as they desired so that they could see that that's not where happiness lies, mm-hmm. uh, so they could see that it's not, not the fulfillment uh, that they're looking for. Uh, and I think that, I think that you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see that people in advertising are, are trying to uh, approach uh, Hey, can we can we make you interested in our stuff by helping speak help speak to a desire that you have that you may not even realize that you've got? You know, I was I was uh, talking to a pastor from a very poor country one time, and he just impressed me. He was so happy with mm-hmm. his life, um, with his situation, with how much he was able to share, and and it was it was odd because his living was very meager. And so I asked him about it. I said, you know, how can you be this happy with so little? And he said, you know, in my country, our faith is tested by the challenges of not having enough. In your country, faith is tested by having more than you need. Hmm. And then he said, I think you have the harder test. That's really interesting. There's this uh, Steinbeck quote, John Steinbeck, uh, who's still my favorite author. Uh, despite my earlier Dostoevsky reference, uh, but Steinbeck, uh, and I think it's in I think it's in Travels with Charlie, where he just traveled around the country. He did it. He just and he actually really did, and just wrote a kind of autobiographical, uh, you know, a narration of the trip where uh, he just he just does what he does, where he waxes philosophic on you know whatever whatever comes into his mind. But he was talking about uh, America now faces a challenge. Uh, that it didn't have before, and that is success and plenty and comfort and leisure, and no great nation has ever survived these challenges. Uh, wow. And uh, and I think that you know it, it, it's really interesting. It's actually the, that quote is at the beginning of the I don't know if it still is. Uh, it's at the end of the Epcot America ride when you go sit in the audience, uh, mm. which is 
if you're if you haven't been to that and you're listening, you owe it to yourself. Uh, yeah, I cried as a senior in high school when I sat through. <laughs> really? That. Yeah. It was. It's, oh, it's so good. Awesome. It makes you feel proud. You know, it makes you feel good. Um, and so uh, yeah, that is that's really interesting. Well, it, I I just out of uh, almost a half a century of dealing with folks and and dealing with them, you know, when you're in pastoral ministry, you deal with folks at their lowest point um, in their life. Um, and that's that's holy ground uh, because people are at their most vulnerable. But I have seen way more people ruined by success than by failure. Mm. Way more people um, get off track because um, the greatness is not called out of them. They, they get comfortable and they get bored and they do silly things. And they, there was a book at one time, uh, I, I think, um, entertaining yourself to death or uh, amusing ourselves to death. That's a, that was at Neil Postman. And, and that was, that's the great danger, I think, of a, of a wealthy society. And that's one of the reasons why trying to serve people who are underserved kind of brings you back to what's really important mm-hmm. because it's not that we need to rescue them. Uh, in a large part, they're our rescue. Yeah. And and I think it's, you know, it it's not a coincidence. There's a really good reason that for people that are uh, morose despite their circumstances and, and people that this, you know, it's it's not that there's a culture of depression, but it's it's certainly something that gets identified a lot more readily. I think people are more willing to talk about it now than they than they ever were before. Uh, in some cases, too much, uh, but but it's it's certainly not a taboo subject anymore. But the usually uh, once any sort of pharmacologic, neurophysiologic cause is is uh, either diagnosed as present or not, and and treated or not, uh, the thing that helps more than anything is to actually help someone else. Yes. You know, it's it's that. Uh, if you if you're gonna sit and stare at your navel, um, that's gonna get depressing real quick. Absolutely. That's what happens when I look at mine. <laughs> I instantly feel sad, uh, and so I just go and try to help someone well, just to get out of the house. Well, yeah. that's that, you know we we on on the one hand, you, as you were saying, Joel, we we do need to be able to express um, our perspective and our disappointments and be honest about those. But on the other hand, we can very quickly get into this cycle of self-victimization. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we begin to think of ourselves as victims, and that doesn't not only help anybody else, that doesn't help us. Yeah. And so if we're part of the reason for this radio program is to give people something they can actually do that will make them not only better, but make them healthier. Because we are here to help. Other people, all of us. That's that's what we're here for. So uh, that's the end of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of The Woo-hoo! Bright Side. Woo! <laughs> if we had some sort of sound effect to play to celebrate, we would. It's just our voices, though. We're gonna we're gonna get those later. Uh, we're gonna be here every Thursday uh, for an hour, starting at seven o'clock here on one hundred two point five WFLA. Thank you so much for listening. 